Hello, and welcome to the 8th episode of the Thundering Herds podcast. Today, we will be talking about the NBA, a lot about the Mavericks, but also about some other things going on in the NBA, and um, what's going on in the College World Series. So, first of all, to start out, we're going to talk about the Mavericks' new coach and their new general manager, and how that connects to another amazing player who also plays in the NBA right now. So... (coughs) To start off, the Mavericks, they got a new coach who happens to be one of their great former players, Jason Kidd, and their new general manager um, was a very influential person at Nike. I don't remember his name. What's his name? Nico Harrison. Nico Harrison. So yeah, that's some big news this week about our Dallas Mavericks. So can you tell us the relationship between these two players? Yeah. I I mean, between these two men and another player in the NBA? I actually went down a rabbit hole today to kind of search this stuff out because I heard a rumor. But anyway, okay. So Nico Harrison, very influential guy at Nike. And what he did is when Luca first got his first um, Nike um, affiliation, he was just with regular Nike. What Nico Harrison did was move... Luca over to the exclusive Jordan brand. Mm-hmm. So moving him to the Jordan brand means that he's one of the elite in the league. There's mm-hmm. only a handful of guys that have the Jordan brand. There's a lot of guys that have the Nike endorsement. Mm-hmm. So Nico has a relationship with um, with Luca already, which is good. And Michael Finley is going to stay there and learn from. Nico. So Michael Finley staying in the organization. I heard that Jason Kidd is bringing in JJ Berea to be a coach on his staff, which is great because he's JJ. You gotta love JJ. JJ is just one of the all-time love you Mavericks. Just, yeah. just guts, and he's just a little yeah. dude. But the thing that has actually been kind of amazing here is to hear the relationships with a rumor that I heard today. And if it is true, it would be amazing. Damian Lillard is not happy in Portland. Mm -hmm. Damian Lillard has a huge relationship with Nico Harrison. He actually, on his Instagram or Facebook page, one or the other, some social media platform... I'll tell you, it's not Facebook. Well, (laughs) congratulated... Nico for getting the general manager job with the Mavericks. Mm-hmm. Nico doesn't follow too many players on social media, but he follows all the Mavericks now, Damian Lillard. Mm-hmm. And Damian Lillard is also part of the Jordan brand. Mm-hmm. So he's made Damian a lot of money as well. Mm-hmm. Jason Kidd. Damian Lillard is not a part of the Jordan brand. I think he is. Damian Lillard is Adidas. Okay, well, double check that because... I'm not going to double check that because I know it for sure. Well, I know that they have a relationship. Okay. uh, Because he speaks very, very highly. If I'm wrong in that, I apologize. You probably know more about this than I do, but that's what I heard today. Also, Damian Lillard grew up in the Oakland area. Okay. Jason Kidd went to the University of, of California, Berkeley, which is in the Bay Area, mm-hmm. at the time that Damian Lillard was growing up. Mm-hmm. And Jason Kidd has been 
a was a great player, a all around. He was the king of assists before this whole new rage came along with everybody getting triple doubles. He's got probably I don't know maybe 75, 80 triple doubles in his in his career, which compared to what Luca and some of these other guys are doing now is kind of ridiculous. They're getting 25, 30 a season it seems yeah. like. But I think Jason Kidd's going to be a good fit for Luca. If Damian Lillard, if they can figure out a way to bring that guy aboard, all hands on deck, baby. Porzingos would go away, and you bring him you see, in, but that would I, be great. I see a problem there, because I do know that Damian Lillard and uh, Luca are two of possibly the best players in the league. Um, but for these last couple of years, they've both... They've been uh, compared heavily to each other, and um, they're both per- they're going to be perennial MVP candidates. So I don't think they're they're capable of sharing the court with each other at the same time. I don't think it's possible. What about the Miami Heat? They brought in three three headed monster. Who? Wade. LeBron and Chris Bosh and Chris Bosh. Yeah, but they worked well together. Okay, but LeBron James still scored most of the points. Yeah, but Dwayne Wade, as much as I hate the man, I just I love Dwayne Wade. I don't know what you're talking about. Stand Dwayne Wade. You just weren't around when you you weren't aware of when he dissed Dirk in the finals. I'll never forgive him. I'll never. I don't care. I I know he's a nice guy. Yeah, well, you know the. The the tr- the proof is in the pudding, as they say it, and that jackass move that he made okay, whatever. was not that, acceptable. You're going off track here. I'll never forgive the dude. But the point I'm making is, you've got to have two studs. You're telling me that yeah, Luka, but they can't play the same position. They're not going to play the same. They position. They do play the same position. And you move Luca to point forward, he can still distribute the ball, bring it up. You get it. The one thing the Mavericks don't have is a guy besides Luka that can create his own shot. If Luka brings the ball up and kicks the ball out to Lillard in the corner, you think it's you think it's possible the Mavericks could have two 25, 27-point guys? Luka can still get his 10 assists and his rebounds? I'm telling you... They would figure out a way to do it. It might be able to work, but there's always problems there. You see the Nets? Yeah, they played well in the regular season, but once it got to to good competition, they got knocked out. You want to know why? Because they had five different players who were all MVP candidates at one time, on the court, at one time, trying to share the ball, and it didn't work. Right. So who would be the perfect guy to bring in? But to teach a large point guard how to distribute the ball and still score. But Jason Kidd, Damian Lillard, and Luka Doncic—they play the same position, and they both shoot the ball willy-nilly because they believe themselves to do that. But they do that on their own terms. They do that as their own player. I don't feel like they would be possible for them to work together. Look at the Clippers. The top two Kawhi players. Leonard and Paul George are not the same player I as Luka and Danny Miller. But they led their teams in scoring. They were the studs on both the teams that they were on, and they came together. LeBron and Dwayne Wade. 
Don't you think, but uh, just one second here. They're way later in their careers. Luca and Damian Lillard are pretty much newcomers right now. I think Lillard's like five years older than Luca. I think he's like 27. Whatever. Right, and Luca's like 22. Don't you think that they might want to win an MVP or something at this point? Because now that Paul George and Kawhi Leonard are on their team, right? They're never going to win an MVP. Who cares about MVPs? They might. It's all about trophies and legacy at this point. Look at what Lillard has done in Portland. He has been it for them. Yeah. He has to play out of his mind. Yeah, that's right. Look at Luka in Dallas. Luka is it. He has to play but out of his mind. He's the only reason they made the playoffs. Do you not? And Lillard is the only reason Portland made the playoffs. Okay, Do you yeah, not I, want Batman and oh, Robin like, yeah, that to would cry be good. it out loud? I'm seeing where you're going with this now. These two are two If of, they were on the same team, that might be the best team in the league. They might be the two most creative... Shot makers in the hot... Yeah. In the entire yep. league. And you're telling me you can't take the talent of Luka Doncic and put it with Lillard and turn into something absolutely astronomical? I know Portland's going to want a lot of stuff. But the difference between what has gone on in the last 10 years and what goes on now is this. A superstar says, I don't want to play here anymore. I want to go to Dallas. Mm -hmm. The two general managers have to talk to each other to figure out how to get it done because that guy doesn't want to play there anymore. He can just, hey, you know what? I'm going to sit out. I've got an injury. Yep. You know, the whole Kawhi Leonard, thing. Kawhi Leonard <laughs> syndrome. <laughs> yeah, that would, that would be dangerous. I just don't feel like anything good like that ever happens in the DFW area. But A good player like that never comes here's here. Here's the difference. Think about this. At the end of games, when Luca is walking off the court, I have not seen this since Dirk was in his championship era between, say, 2006 and 2011. Everybody on the opposing team, when that game is over, comes over and wants to shake Luca's hand, wants to put their arm around him. You got the olds who give him respect, and you've got the young kids who are talking to him. And you, if you think about it right now, when those conversations are happening, happening after the game is over with, you don't think some of those guys are going, you know what, I got a year left on my contract. I'd love to come to Dallas and play with you. He is going to be the difference maker. Luca is a once in a lifetime player. He is he is the next greatest thing since Dirk in Dallas. Now Dirk did not have the draw because Dirk and, was a one trick wonder. And Dirk does think that Luca is a better player than him because he is. Oh, I, I think he's an all around better player. But nobody has done more for this town besides Roger Staubach on the Mount Rushmore of Dallas sports than Dirk did. Mm -hmm. Dirk's loyalty will never, ever... He, there will be players that will pass him on the all-time list. There will be other players that will come in here. There's a statue out in front of the American Airlines Center because he is... They renamed the street mm -hmm. because he is genuine. He didn't do a lot of endorsements. He didn't look to go anywhere. He played 21 years here, and 41 will be... No one will ever wear 41 I don't see Luca leaving either. Well, you know what? 
It's a different era. I, I don't see him leading. We're going to be able to throw as much money as we want at him. And I think bringing in that general manager... I don't, think he'll ever, I don't think he'll ever leave voluntarily. Okay. I don't think you'd trade somebody like that. No. He's a once-in-a-lifetime talent. I feel like maybe at the end of his career they might get rid of him. Well, maybe. Kind of like a, they did with... Who am I thinking of? Jason Kidd? <sighs> you know? Same kind of thing. Sean Marion. Sean Marion. Um, well, Vince Carter didn't play for very long, but Vince Carter. Yeah. So, yeah. Okay, so the next topic we want to get to here is the College World Series semifinal, and then we'll get to the final after that. So, the semifinal, NC State had a game up on Vanderbilt, right? Yeah. Vanderbilt beat them in game one, in which they needed a win to advance to game two, which they would have to win. They would have to beat NC State again to advance to the final. Right. So, they win game one. Wasn't really much of a contest. Vanderbilt took that one pretty easily. So they're they're going to play the second game, right? NC State has 13 total players for this game. But so the College World Series slash NCAA baseball, they told them they were not allowed to play, which yes, it makes sense. And but I feel like they deserved an opportunity to play because they already had a game up on Vanderbilt. What makes you think they weren't going to win game two? I just, I don't feel like it's fair. The hashtag right now, hashtag, what's it called? Free NC State or whatever it's called. (laughs) I agree. I feel like they deserved their opportunity and the fact that they had to go home and just give their right to Vanderbilt to advance to the college. Why were they eliminated? Because COVID. Players got COVID. Oh my gosh. And let me think. Um, let me think about that. It's COVID's been around and been a topic now for 18 months. And I want you know, if only North Carolina State, my God, if there would have been a vaccine or something <laughs> they could have taken to prevent this from happening, that would have been fantastic. But you know, it, there there is it no also, vaccine. It also had a lot to do with injuries too. There was like three kids that had it. They were just a worn down entire lineup. They had tons of injuries out the wazoo. So how can you how can you turn around and say if that's if all you, they had available, they got a chance to beat Vanderbilt? If they had thirteen players and they let a guy recover for maybe two more days, if that's what he needed, they should have the chance to do so. There's a schedule. There doesn't have to be. There does have to there be. There doesn't. Because, because the other team shouldn't have to sit. The other team that's waiting shouldn't have to sit there and wait four or five more days so that the competitive advantage is back to equal for the two teams. This that's, is the best. That's end. all you want. All you need is a level playing field if you're a good enough team. The level playing field would have been. You know what? Does did Vanderbilt lose players because they tested positive for COVID? No. No. But why does that matter? Did Texas lose players because? No. Did Mississippi State lose players that's, because? That's not what I'm saying. I feel like an opportunity was deserved. They made it all the way there, and you didn't even let them go out fighting. That's that's just this, not cool. Hey, the circumstances sucked. I understand that. The cir- circumstances were unfair, but... Were we not taking the right precautions? Were we going out at night? Were we exposing ourselves we unnecessarily? That. We don't know the reason why. But all of a sudden, I don't think that's relevant. 
This is the reason why they're, they're allowed to be. All. They're allowed to be excited. Okay. They're allowed to have fun at the College World Series. They're in college. I understand that, but do we want the College World Series in Lincoln, Nebraska, to become an, another super Omaha, sp- Omaha, Omaha Nebraska? Yeah. Do we <laughs> do we want that to become another super spreader site where maybe all the college kids that have come to see the games now are exposed because we've taken care of everybody my age. And yeah, okay. I, I know what you're saying. I just the risk was there. You can't there take was a risk. risk. There are people dying from this. There's stuff. still you have to see the fact that this opportunity was stripped away from them. Choices were made and there are consequences with bad choices. You don't know how it worked. You don't know if they made a choice. Did, did they, uh, well, I saw a story You could today come in close contact with somebody just walking down the street. They tested positive. Yeah. They tested positive. It, it does happen. But would they have tested positive if the team, knowing that they were getting ready to go to Omaha, didn't get one shot? Why didn't Why didn't these players, with everything on the line, somewhere during the season, get a shot? They, they, I don't know, man. It's been shown one shot. You don't even need to take two of them. One shot increases your immunity to this. The second shot is kind of like icing on a cake. Gets you to a higher percentage, but they were exposed, and it spread through their team. Yeah. And I'm, I feel bad for them. I'm sorry. I would have liked to have seen if they could have done it, but Vanderbilt is going to win this thing. There's a good chance, because right now, Vanderbilt is playing in the final against Mississippi State. Mississippi State, last time I checked, is losing to Vanderbilt 7-1. to Kumar Rocker... Absolutely shoving it on the mound right now. He's going off. He's an amazing pitcher. He's not as good as his teammate, though. Lighter. Jack Jack Leiter, he's a little bit better. Um, a little bit. 15 strikeouts in his last outing, but he lost. Um, who? Leiter. Yeah, he did. Kumar had, like, something like 15 in his last, too. So, the most important thing to come out of this entire discussion about Vanderbilt is... They would have won the game anyway. No. The <laughs> Rangers have the number two draft choice in the Major League Baseball draft. If they don't take Leiter or Kumar Rocker, then they're stupid. But their general manager now is a former Major League pitcher, Chris Young. I think he's going to steer the ship. We're going to get one of those two. got to get somebody. Add that with Dunning. and we're Dunning beginning. is pitching like trash. But he's learning. You take young pitchers. We need so many PF players. We do, but we've got... Our team is so bad. We've got some pieces, and it's going to get better. And the way you get better is to lose <laughs> and follow the Detroit Tigers. We're really good at that. And the Houston Astros model. Let's hope we don't follow the Detroit Tigers model. They suck. Well, I'm talking 15 years oh, ago, okay. and they fell, and they were the worst team in baseball, and, then they, and they drafted a, a bunch of guys. Yeah. So it's it's... It's going it's going to happen. You've got to pay your dues. And you know, the Astros, I keep waiting for them to fall off because I can't stand them in any of their you know what guys. You know what makes me mad? Is that they cheated, but their players are still succeeding. That just makes me feel so bad. Because like, even if they didn't cheat, they're still amazing players and they still might have won the World Series anyway. So I mean they I didn't mean, need it. They didn't really need it. You know what? The, you know what the Astros need? What? COVID. Yeah, <laughs> take them all out. <laughs> take them all out. I can't for a deal while. with those Sit Astros down, anymore. Bring up some AAA now. Positive thing going on right now 
with the with the Rangers organization, and you yeah. bring in somebody like Rocker, and you're going to draft at the top of each round all the way through. It's either if Pittsburgh's one, Texas is two, Detroit is three. So it's going to be that way in each round. So you're going to be able to go get a shortstop. You're going to be able to get. You got a third baseman right now at at Round Rock. Is it Round Rock? Yeah. That what is his name? Holt or something? Holt? No, there's Jace Jung or something like that. I don't remember what's his name. I can't remember, but this kid is absolutely. I know what you're talking about something Jung. So, we got our third baseman coming. We've got our shortstop. We've got our second baseman. Our first, our first base. If the kid continues to work out this plan over there at first, that's great. We found a center fielder. Yeah, he's raw. I think you tra- you got to trade Joey. He's going to make the All-Star game. You got to trade Joey. He sucks. Joey's beginning to heat up at the right time. He is. <laughs> they're going to trade him at the he All-Star He's heating break. up now, and they're going to trade his butt. And then you, you just got to bring more kids into the farm system. That's how this is all going to turn around. So Josh Jung, yeah, third J- baseman, MLB number 63 prospect. He is tearing, tearing it, it up. up right now. And there's a pitcher down there, too, that's really, really doing Cole well. Cole Wynn? Yes. He's doing really well. And then really well. Sam Huff, the catcher, he is a good prospect. Yeah. We don't have any prospects in the top 50. Well, that's okay. Our farm system sucks. It does suck. We need to fix everything about this and entire you, Rangers there organization. Is, there is not another Mark Teixeira trade out We there. don't have an answer. Well, we don't have any answers I, right now. I, I think it all comes with the draft. I think you gotta. The reason that they stink right now is because they play so many. They're playing so many young kids and figuring it out. I mean, Eli White hits two home runs. It's not like we have better players than the young kids. But you know what? Did we know that Garcia was as good as he was? No. No. So you play these guys, you give them an opportunity. Yeah. Just like just like when you play, you don't know until you get out there. The collection of guys you got. And on any given day, anybody can carry the team. So you've got to give guys at bats. You've got to get them exposure. You've got to put them in places that they can succeed on the field. And sometimes a guy hits 270 in the minor leagues and hits 15 home runs and 70 RBIs for three, four years in a row, and he comes up to the major leagues and a light bulb goes on, and all of a sudden he's Garcia. So you you never you never know, but we gotta keep bringing in talent. So we gotta get rid of some people. So Joey, I am really looking for the day you're out of here. Yeah, me too. I am so tired of Joey Gallo. And I think that'll do it for this week's um eighth episode of the Thundering Herds podcast. Um, we'll see you next week and uh, bye bye.